right, everyone. Well, welcome back to the Just Asia podcast. That's right. This podcast now has a name. As you could tell at the end of episode one, I was uh, kind of figuring out that that might be the name, but that was decided upon by, well, me. Um, so, hey, everyone, it's Kevin here. I want to thank you all for joining me for episode two of the Just Asia podcast, a podcast where I just talk about stuff in Asia. That stuff might be about what I'm up to, travel, food, you name it, lots of Asia things. So I'm really happy so far with um, the number of people who downloaded episode one. Thank you so much. If you listen to episode one and you're still here for episode two, I really appreciate it. Uh, As I mentioned in episode one, this is a podcast that I wanted to make that's not about teaching, not about education. That's what I do to pay the bills. And I've done a lot of education podcasting, but I realized that, you know, if you're not a teacher, you're not in the education world, that might not be interesting for you. Um, But I know a lot of people out there listened to my content in the past because they were interested in the places I I, I was, the place I was. And that's why I want to jump over to this now as well. Um, As I did mention, this podcast will essentially be me. I'm kind of modeling this after another podcast I enjoy, in a way, very lightly modeling it as in I'm the only person doing it. And the reason being is I really want to kind of just document my, the process of my life here in Asia. And I call it the Just Asia podcast because, well, that's where I live, in Asia. And as you know, I move around. So for many years, I had the Just Japan podcast and I was based in Japan and I lived there and I interviewed people who lived there and were based there. But I don't live in Japan anymore. Um, I do have a foot in the door there, so to speak, but I don't live there. So I want to podcast about the places I do live and about the places I go, the places I will go, the places I want to go, the things I'll do, all that stuff. So interestingly enough, um, one thing I have started doing is posting some old photos or photos in the Busan Kevin Facebook page. So if you are someone who has come along to this podcast because you know me from YouTube, well, my YouTube name was Busan Kevin. And I had a Facebook page for years that had a pretty nice little following, a few thousand people. And in 2020, when I was in Japan for almost a year because of COVID-related things, I started posting a lot of stuff on that uh, Facebook page. And, um, you know, it it was great. It started growing and um, people were quite interactive with me. But then, of course, I left Japan and came back here to China, to Shenzhen, China, where I live and work and teach and all that stuff. And of course, not being in Japan, the content there dissipated. And, you know, a lot of people left and that's fine. Um, but recently I've been, as I'm preparing three months, it's actually March 1st when I record this and my last day of work will be March or May 31st. So literally three months left of, of school. And shortly after that, I'll be heading to Japan. Um, But I have a huge back catalog on my photo roll of great uh, night photography from Japan because those who know me know that I love to create content, video content of back alleys and back alley exploring in Japan and pretty much most places I go. I love night photography. I love going for night walks. Um, So I started sharing some of those photos um, this week and I'll put a link to that Facebook page in the show notes of the podcast, if you're not already over on the Busan Kevin or just Japan stuff, just Japan stuff Facebook page. Um, but I'm getting a lot of engagement, you know, 40, 50, 60 likes per picture, which is fantastic. And I love that. So thank you if you guys are doing that. Um, so I wrote a few notes down of things I wanted to talk about this evening. And um, one of them, as I take a drink of Diet Pepsi here, 
one of the first things I wanted to mention was that several people suggested I get guests back from the Just Japan podcast and interview them. Well, to be honest, if that were the case, I might as well just continue with the Just Japan podcast. Um, I still pay five bucks a month. Um, like that's a like hundred and uh, no, wait, wait, hold on. I can't do, can't do my math. That's uh, yeah, but five bucks a month or seven bucks a month. One or the other. I do. I, I pay to maintain the Just Japan podcast and keep it there for you guys to listen to. Um, but I, the thing is I've moved away from that because I don't live in Japan anymore. Um, so with this podcast, I, I don't want to bring back all the guests from the Just Japan podcast because, well, this is uh, the Just Asia podcast. It's different. It's time to get some new voices on. But when I do go to Japan this summer, I definitely do plan to talk to some people who are there and put them on the podcast. Another thing that I mentioned in episode one was that for the years of podcasting I've been doing, one of the biggest and most stressful things has been always the um, the wrangling of guests, the, the coordinating with others, coordinating schedules, setting up Zoom meeting times and all that stuff. And that's, it sometimes can take the fun out of, out of this. Um, often it's amazing, but sometimes it can be very stressful. And a solo podcast allows me the luxury of not having to worry about that and not having that stress. But again, sometimes I will definitely talk to different people and have them on the podcast. It won't always just be me, but most of the time it will. So be prepared. That's what you're getting yourself into if you do listen to this. Um, And one thing I have just purchased, and actually it should be arriving at home. I ordered it a few days ago. I ordered a Zoom IQ7. And that is a, a microphone that attaches to an iPhone. And I plan on using that as a portable recording device. So I'll be using my iPhone. Um, If I do upgrade, I'm using an iPhone 11 at the moment. If I do upgrade my phone, I'll just keep this old one and use it as a recording device. Um, The Zoom IQ7 is a a very nice microphone that attaches to it. And I can use that to do live recordings of people. Um, I can do ambient recordings and also interview style recordings. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, I also got a dead cat, like a windscreen for it. So if I was to sit outside with someone, maybe like at a coffee shop or in a cafe or something, and I could just put the phone on the table and uh, yeah, off, off we could go. So that would be cool. All right. So now this weekend, folks, so the weekend just passed with a very Japanese weekend. And I want to talk about that. Hmm. Because I do live in Shenzhen, China, but I had a weekend full of Japan, and it was really fun, and it was really interesting, really neat. And I think I'll call this podcast episode maybe like Japan and China or a Japan weekend in China. Um, so uh, if you're new to this podcast, I'm a Canadian. Uh, I'm living in Shenzhen, China. My fourth year here, my sixth year in China. We're leaving in three months. We're leaving China for good. Going to be moving to Malaysia. Now, my wife is Japanese. My wife is from Osaka, Japan. Both of my kids were born in Kobe, Japan, and that's where they lived the first several years of their lives before we moved abroad um, for my job, teaching at international schools. Now, um, of course, uh, my son's first language was Japanese. My daughter's first language was Japanese, but we went abroad at an age where, uh, for my daughter, her language flipped to English as her first language. So Japanese is her second language. And since they both attend international school where every day the instruction is in English, and since they, we are in China, the mother or the host country language that they study at school is Chinese, they don't get the Japanese as much as, as we would like. So, of course, um, they do speak Japanese at home sometimes with their mother. We have a TV cable box, internet cable box, where we only have Japanese television here. Um, 
mind you, they spend most of the time on YouTube anyway, um, watching English stuff like Mr. Beast and stuff like that. Yes, kids are the same everywhere. They love Mr. Beast. Um, it's amazing. Wow. I should write Mr. Beast a few times in, in the uh, hashtags of this or whatever for the SEO, get more, get more people listening. They'll be disappointed when they realize there's really nothing about Mr. Beast in this. Um, but yeah, so they go to a Saturday Japanese school. It's called the um, uh, Japanese Supplemental School of Shenzhen, which is on Saturdays. And they go for four hours on Saturdays and they learn Japanese, but they also learn the Japanese national curriculum. So they have teachers who teach them. And most of the kids who go to the school are children who either have one Japanese parent like me. Most of them, however, are children who have a Japanese father and a Chinese mother. And most of them go to, a lot of, the, a lot of them go to Japanese public, or Chinese, I should say, Chinese public school. So they mostly don't speak English. They only speak Chinese most of the time. And they speak Japanese with their fathers. And a lot of them, um, yeah, so that's what they do. Um, the school also caters to children who may have two Japanese parents, but the children attend international school. Um, and study in English. So this helps them um, improve the kind of academic side of their Japanese. Um, there is a Japanese international school in town called the Japanese School of Shenzhen, where you have, the kids have to have a Japanese passport um, in order to go. And um, yeah, so that's, that's one thing. But this is for kids who don't go there. So as you will all know, Oshogatsu, maybe you don't all know this, but if you're someone who's into Japan, Oshogatsu is uh, New Year's in Japanese, the Japanese New Year time. And during that time, there's a lot of different festivities, different foods that people in Japan eat. And uh, one of them is called Mochitsuki, which is a kind of celebration, uh, which is making mochi, or making kind of uh, the, the, the rice cakes out of siki rice. And that's uh, the mochi pounding, where you see people may have like <clears throat> the rice in a ball and a big... Uh, wooden pestle and they're uh, um, and they're they're banging it with like a big wooden mallet, um, and then also the different types of foods um, that they like. Is it? Um, oh, I'm gonna forget the name of it. The type of miso soup tanjiri. Oh no, what is it called? Ah, like a, a type of miso soup that has a lot of pork and vegetables, daikon. Um, so they eat these things and 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 do this celebration. A lot of people do it. A lot of schools will do it around uh, New Year's. But what happened was here in, in Shenzhen, the zero COVID policy in China across China um, was lifted in the middle of the beginning of December, and basically by the end of December. Um, COVID had ripped through this, the, the country, the population, and every single person I knew here in Shenzhen had COVID, including myself and my family. So they had to postpone these New Year's events at their Japanese school until, well, it just happened last weekend. And uh, there are pictures on my Instagram. Go over there and follow me at jlandkev. That's in the show notes as well. So if you're using, if you're listening to this on like Apple or something, which most of you are, um, or Spotify, scroll down in the information and you'll see the links to my Instagram. And there's photos of this event there. And uh, we had the mochitsuki then when it was great. My wife volunteered and I went over there and the kids, we all enjoyed it. And we ate lots of mochi and, and miso soup and stuff. And it was great. And then that same afternoon, so that was at, when this was held, this event was held at a Japanese yochien kindergarten here in Shenzhen. Later that afternoon, my daughter, who is nine, almost on the, on the cusp of 10 years old, had a piano recital. And her, her piano teacher here in Shenzhen is Japanese as well. And that recital was held at the other Japanese kindergarten in the city, 
and they're really nearby, same neighborhood. There are two Japanese kindergartens in the city of Shenzhen, and they, ne- they have next to no kids in them. There's almost no kids at all, because like with other expat populations or foreign populations here in the city, or through China, when the zero COVID policies came in, they were so draconian and so nasty and harsh. It was so hard to live here that most people left. So most Japanese families left China and, you know, most other foreign families left as well. Um, you know, uh, rightfully so, because it wasn't nice to live here <laughs> during those, during that time. Believe me, I lived here. Um, yeah, so they're pretty small. But so uh, my daughter had a piano recital and it was all very Japanese and all the kids playing were Japanese and all the parents there were Japanese. And I was the only non-Japanese parent there. And it was very interesting and cool and neat and trippy. And we enjoyed ourselves. So it was a very busy weekend filled with events. And that's what my weekend was all about. So I'll call this uh, Japanese weekend in China or something like that. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, that's really, th- th- that's what's been going on. So back to school now busy. Um, you know, we're, uh, again, wrapping up the school year here. I'm teaching kindergarten. This is my final year in China, prepping the kids, getting ready for grade one. Today we had a fun activity, which is connected to our, our unit of inquiry in school. Um, we went on a trash cleanup and I used a Japanese app called Pirika, Pirika, which is a free app and it's a, um, anti-litter social media app. So it's essentially like, um, a Facebook for picking up garbage. It's a Japanese app, and you you basically go somewhere, you pick up trash, you tally the number of pieces, of, you count the number of pieces of trash you have, how long it took you, you drop a pin on a map, and you can write a little comment uh, under 100 characters, and you upload it, and then this community of trash-picking people uh, comment, celebrate you, encourage you to do more, and it's a fun, neat way to almost gamify picking up trash, and my students really enjoyed it. We were only out for about 15 or 20 minutes, and we picked up more than 100 pieces of trash in the small little parklet near our school, and it was a lot of fun. And I documented that all on my Twitter, at Mad for Maple, so go follow me on Twitter. On my work, uh, environmental education Instagram, which is called Shizen Wildlife. All these links will be, of course, in the show notes. And uh, that was a lot of fun. So it's a neat app, Pitika. Um, I recommend it. I'm going to try to uh, get more people in the English language world using it. Um, yeah, so... Let's see what else have I been up to. I've been basically, um, we've been kind of laying down our plans for the summer. We have an Airbnb in Osaka already booked um, for a month. We have our flight tickets to Osaka booked. Um, we're going to be staying in the Namba area. Yeah, to be honest, guys, pickings are slim for Airbnbs. Um, I'm happy that the economy is opening up and travel is opening up in Japan, but it makes it harder to find Airbnbs. But we got one. And we've rented a nice little house. And when we get there, I'll share some pictures of it. Um, but it's it's a cool little house um, right in the, the urban heart of the city. And I've, what I've been doing is, is thinking, a way, thinking of ways that I can pass the time this summer in a frugal, affordable way. Because, of course, I won't be working and will be, you know, kind of living off savings between jobs. And, of course, as we know, a month in Japan, money can go quickly. So I'm looking at ways I can entertain myself and also try to keep relatively fit and healthy. So we plan on doing a lot of walking. And I'm a big walker. And as long as I have a camera with me, I'm very happy to document my walks, often live stream my walks. So this will be a benefit to all you guys listening. Um, So I've been looking at different places. Maybe I can walk on Google Maps. Like, for example, the last time we were in Japan, we stayed in a place called Himejima in Nishiyoragawa. And there was a beautiful shrine called Himejima. 
uh, shrine, and I, I looked and see how long it would take to walk, and it would be a, almost a two-hour walk to go there. I'm like, I'm going to do that one day. I'm going to walk to Himejima Shrine, check it out, take photos, and then take public transportation back to the Airbnb. And I'm looking at different walks like that all around the city. Very much so looking forward to that. Connecting with some people on Twitter already. People I may go and meet up with. Phil Jackson, who's been on another podcast of mine that I didn't mention in the last episode um, called the Supernatural Japan Podcast. He was a guest on that, and he's got a fantastic book called Paranormal Kansai, which is all about the ghosts that live in Kansai. Fantastic book, Paranormal Kansai by Philip Jackson. Go check that out. I've read it three times, I think. Um, may meet up with him for a hike. That would be very cool. Or at least it would be neat to visit a spooky site with him. Because for those of of you who know me might know, or maybe you don't know, I love the paranormal. I love the supernatural. I love paranormal podcasts and ghost stories. I love the idea of like ghost hunting and all this. I just think it's fun as heck. Makes me feel like a big kid. Maybe that has to do with the fact that when I was a kid, Ghostbusters was my favorite movie. Probably that's what it is. 1984, great year for movies. Um, Yeah, so uh, the Supernatural Japan podcast, I did 10 episodes of that. That's something I would like to bring back again because I really love doing research into that and I love love spooky stuff. It just makes me so happy. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so I'm chatting with people on Twitter who I may hook up with, may meet up with. Um, We're going to be having a big Munzee event in Osaka, Jokoen this summer in July. I think it's July 8th. Um, so Munzee is a geolocation game similar to geocaching. Um, I've got a podcast called the Munzee Maniacs podcast where we talk about that more, but if you're curious about that, let me know. There's a billion ways you can reach out to me, reach out to me on my Facebook, on the, the just Japan stuff, Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram, all those places. Drop me a message. Would love to hear from you. And let's see what else, what other, um, order of business would I like to talk about? Hmm. I guess, you know, I'm, I'm just... All the stuff I've been talking about is all on my Instagram over at jlandkev. Um, so go follow that. The links are below. And that's it, guys. I think that's really it for episode number two of the Just Asia podcast. Thank you for listening. Again, I'm looking forward to having this as a kind of a documentation of the process of moving out of China, moving to a new country, experiencing a new country. Um, I just found out today from the HR department at my new school in Malaysia that um, they've applied for my visa. They have all the documentation. Everything was in order. Everything looked good. They applied for my visa. And then in about a month from now, I'll have to go to the Malaysian consulate and do a little bit of paperwork. And things are, are rolling along nicely. And that is very cool. So yeah, if you guys have any questions you'd like me to answer here on the podcast, shoot me a message over on Twitter at Mad from April. If you're a Twitter person, I'm a big Twitter person. Um, I tweet about education stuff a lot, environmental education, nature education, that stuff. But I also tweet about Japan and things like that and life in Asia. And I share pictures and stuff from the old photo vaults. And uh, uh, I'm a nature photographer and I'm, you know, kind of a little bit of a street photographer. So I, I share that stuff as well. So go check that all out. Um, I've got my two Instagrams. I've got my Jayland Kev one, which is kind of like a life in everyday life in Asia one. And then I've got my Shizen, wild, Shizen Wildlife, which means nature wildlife, which is all kind of like um, bugs and birds and animals and nature videos and, and me teaching kids about sustainability and stuff. Go follow that one too. All right. Well, that's it for me, guys. I hope you're doing well. 
Thank you for listening. It is really neat, again, to kind of connect with a different audience than I'm used to. It's always Normally, it's always an education audience I'm connecting with when I'm um, doing podcasts over the last X number of years. But it's uh, that's and a big part of that was just building my career, you know, helping kind of move that forward. You know, you, if you're wanting to move the dial up in the world of education, having a podcast about education or multiple podcasts about education can really help you because you build a really strong network and it helps you move on in the, in, you know. But... Um, you know, it's, it's great to now be podcasting again about just living here in Asia. All right, guys. Well, that's it. Um, for, for me, I got to go back outside. The air pollution is nasty today here in Shenzhen, China. Usually it's not that bad, but I think right now the AQI is about 180, 190. It's enough that my eyes have been burning all day. So my house is a safe haven. Um, since I did live in Beijing and experienced a lot of bad air, we have five air filters in my house in different rooms that are going full full tilt. I've got an AQI air quality index monitoring device in my house um, that lets me know what, what the true AQI is because the apps are monitored by the government and the app companies. Um, they All the apps have to show a lower AQI than the reality is. So, you know, um, a dangerous zone is 150. If it says 150 on one of the apps, it's probably at least 170 or 80 in reality. Things I've learned since my life in in Beijing. Um, (laughs) Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's it for episode number two, Japanese weekend in China. Episode number two of the... uh, of the uh, Just Asia podcast. My name's Kevin O'Shea. I'm a content creator based currently in Shenzhen, China, soon to be based in Osaka, Japan. Then after that, um, Penang, Malaysia. And then, uh, yeah, you know, you know, all over the place. Oh, it's going to be awesome. And I'm really excited when I get home from talking to you guys, there should be a package on my doorstep with that cool Zoom microphone so I can do some mobile interviews, interviews on the fly, some maybe ambient atmospheric recording street sounds i don't know what for you guys to enjoy all right well take care everyone and i'll talk to you next week